Hello again, and welcome to Faith, Family, and Politics. I'm your host, Joshua Cummins. We're going to have a really big show today. That's my friend, Louis Rodriguez, here in studio with us today. Thanks for coming, Louis. Thank you for having me. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. And over here to my left, we've got a new guest. Uh, uh, remind me again, uh, T-Bell? T-Bell. Yes, sir. Taylor okay. Bell. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. How are you doing today, sir? Pretty good. Friday, fun day. We made it. And uh, for those of you who are watching on Saturday, this is going to feel like a time warp. Okay, so, (laughs) uh, and across from me, returning, host of More on the Moor, and my father, Gary Moore. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is beautiful to be here. It's always a blessing to come into the Revolver Studios. Bullet Studios. I'm Bullet sorry. Studios, yeah. Revolver Broadcasting. Revolver our... Broadcasting. Yes, Working with you guys is getting quite interesting. <laughs> I, may, I may have to jump on board at some point. I'm trying to see. I got to fill all the fillers. You know, yeah, you've you got, got a lot of broadcasting companies looking uh, to yeah. to get this young stud into their fold. Oh, I, I can only imagine. Got to weigh your options. Good, yes, got, good song, and yes, we got to weigh those options. Not just myself. Um, speaking of options, no. <laughs> um, so my my dad has has come back again. He's also going to be bringing the message this week. So dad, what's your title uh, for us this week? Almost great. Almost great. It's not an almost paradise. So it's not a you know eighties rock song, but it's going to be something that's that's good. There's going to be a lot of hair to this story. It's going to be almost great. Uh, almost great. Absolutely. But All anything right. in God's <laughs> word is great. Amen. It just comes down to whether this. This old fool can uh, not mess it up. Well, the word won't come back void, so we, exactly. we know you're going to do Amen. a good job there. Exactly. Go ahead and lead us in prayer, if you would. All righty. Blessed Heavenly Father, we give you praise, Lord, and honor first for our salvation. We thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to sit down and, and to film this broadcast and just, uh, just edify you through this, Lord, and let us be able to go through your word today and just let it move boldly upon those hearts of those that will be watching and, Lord, when we get to our, our family portion, just uh, let that kind of just sink in for everyone to kind of remember where these components are in their lives, Lord. And then when we get to the political side, Lord, just uh, let everyone watching have an, have an open mind and, and a cheerful heart in the midst of this, Lord, because we, we like to have a little bit of fun. We, we poke fun at the stories that we come across but we also have opinions that we like to share. So just let everything be blessed and bold and bold of you. We ask all of this in Jesus' blessed holy name. Amen. 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 All righty. We will be in Judges chapter 5. Uh, chapter, we'll start in chapter 13, but we'll be looking at the story of Samson. Now there was... Samson smash, right? Samson, yeah, Samson smash, you know. <laughs> He uh, he took on the Philistines, to say the least. He was one of the judges. He was not the last judge, but one of the last judges for the nation of Israel. And his sole purpose was to um, not only judge the nation of Israel, but to judge against their foes, which in this case was the Philistines. Now, they have been the nation of Israel. Bless their hearts. They just... They don't know how to stay away from evil. I think we're all that way. Yeah. We just find ourselves just messing up real easy. We get to going good, and that's the whole premise of the title. It's almost great. There's times we get to going with our life, 
and it just seems to boom, 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 boom. Everything's yeah. clicking, and we're like, man, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. And then something happens. Maybe not your fault. Maybe it is your fault. You know? Then he looked at me awful hard when he said it was my fault. <laughs> I just wanted to give you the opportunity. If there's anything you want to confess, okay. confession is good for the soul. Okay. Can you absolve me of those sins? No, I think only the Lord can do that. So we'll yes, that is the Lord's job. We're, 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 not, uh, we're not of those faiths that require that a, another individual, other than the Lord Jesus Christ, to uh, forgive sin. Yes, but sir. we do want to get into his word. Uh, so we get just a little bit more comfortable here. Chapter 13, we're going to read through verse uh, 2 through 5. I will kind of make a note. For 40 years, Israel has sinned in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord is going to send a deliverer here, and that deliverer will be Samson. And there was a certain man of Zorah and of the family of the Danites whose name was Mana, Man, Manoah. I knew I'd mispronounce his name. It only took yeah. me a second. I thought you were going to say Moana for a no, second. No, <laughs> we no. don't want to get that confused. No, don't worry. You're welcome. <laughs> and his wife was barren, and barren not. And an angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her, Behold, now thou art barren, and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive and bear a son. Now therefore, beware, I pray thee, and drink no wine, nor strong drink, or eat not any unclean thing. For lo, thou shalt conceive, and bear a son, and no razor shall come on his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb. Now a Nazarite is someone that has been consecrated to the service of the Lord, to the work of the Lord. So if from... um, and there's been several people that have been, in essence, consecrated to the Lord from birth. They, um, whether it was by, by well, in this case, Samson, God identified through the angel that this was going to take place. It's like, you're going to have a child. And this is already a miraculous birth because this woman has been barren. She's not been able to give birth to a child. Um, it does not really tell us how many years they were married, but just identifies that she was barren. So her son will be a Nazarite unto God from the womb, and he shall bring, begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Now, I want to stop there. The Nazarite, like I said, someone that is set to um, be consecrated to Christ. And if you go through as, as adults, once you come to know him, as your Lord and Savior, you've you've made that confession of faith, and you decide, Lord, I know that since you have saved me, I am yours. Do with me as you will. When you make a statement like that, and I'll say pretty much for anyone, think before you make a statement like that. Um, because in those instances, it's on. I'm not going to say it's worse on you but it doesn't reflect well, per se. I mean, God's not going to hold it against you badly, but I I believe it's best you pray on it. And if there, the Lord will lay on your heart a mis, uh, ministry for you to be in, 
and he will find you the place you need to be at. He'll place people in your life that you'll be able to communicate with, and he'll continue to grow you. And that's one of the things that we each need to do. But unfortunately, the interesting thing about Samson, when you've got this amount of strength that he's going to have and he's going to be able to show, and we're going to take a look at that, he finds himself down in uh, in Timtha, and he finds a, one of the daughters of them down there, and he falls in love with him. And Lord lets him know, you know, he said, "I want her to be my wife." Tells his father, "Go get her." Gets it all set up, and he's like, you know, aren't the daughters of your brothers, my brothers? Um, just as fair and just as beautiful. And his father didn't realize this was kind of how he had it set up for Samson to kind of get into judging against the Philistines. So it was basically almost a temptation-type scenario. He sees the beauty in them, and God uses that beauty to get him kind of into altercations with them. And... That's one of the things that takes place. All right, so his father does get him this woman. And let's see here. She is from, um, no, nope. While well, you're finding find your place there, I yeah. was thinking like uh, you're talking about the, the te- that temptation for, for Men today, I think it's even harder for that for that particular temptation. Like, look at all these pretty girls; it's everywhere. If you if you have a screen pretty in women, front of you, pretty women, you yeah. got to be somewhat political correct there. Yeah. You've got girls, you've got women, and then so pretty well, Z's. I don't know other. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this, that, and the other. Yeah. This, that, and the other. Uh, we identified last week. There are two genders. Two genders, yes. Come and at me, it, bro. Comment, was, comment, it comment. Was, it was beautiful um. that you had, you was able to get a doctor of science equal to Dr. Oh. Fauci. We, so. have, we have the science here in the room. Oh, Professor I, I Rodriguez. Know, I know. That was, that was the awesome part. Uh, I see he has gotten a haircut, so yeah. <laughs> he's looking yeah. quite dapper. Yeah. Um, make sure and check out The Laughing Libertarian, though. Uh, it's episode 12. It features Professor Rodriguez. He explains uh, the two genders and breaks it down for you. So, you know, like, share, and comment, all that stuff, too. Subscribe to that as well because they're part of uh, that, that channel is a part of Revolver Broadcasting. So. But what we will find in chapter, chapter 14, Samson is he's walking back home from visiting with his woman and... Then Samson, this is verse 5, chapter 14. Then Samson, um, then went Samson down and his father and his mother to Timtha and came to the vineyards of Timtha. And behold, a young lion roared against him. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and he rent him as he would have rent a kid. This is a like a lamb or a goat. So we're not talking about... A physical kid. So before anyone goes through and says, "Hey, they're ripping yeah. kids <laughs> apart," according to scripture, no, it's we're talking about an animal that. Uh, uh, it's a small goat. Yeah. Yes, and he had nothing in his hand, but he 
told not his father or his mother what he had done. And uh, this is where it gets a little interesting here in the next couple of verses. And he went down and talked with the woman, and she pleased Samson well. And after a time he returned to take her, and he turned aside to see the carcass of the lion, and behold, there was a swarm of bees and honey in the carcass of the lion. And he took thereof in his hand and went on eating and came to his father and mother and gave them, and they did eat. But he told not them that he had taken the honey out of the carcass of the lion. And I'll tell you what, I guess if I'm going to get into a fight, I think I want Samson on my team. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Certainly. I'm like, all right, boys, this is Samson. He's already taken a line. Um, so you you decide. <laughs> How bad do you need to fight? Well, I think but, maybe he looked at that line and was like, hey, brother. <laughs> what you going to do when these 24-inch arms get a hold of you? Um, snap into a lion. <laughs> yes, snap into a lion. And it's hard to, it is really hard to say um, just the attitude. I can, in my mind's eye, I, I see someone that is physically fit, He's got the long flowing hair, so the ladies are kind of looking at him like he's a little on the hunky side. Yeah, they're swooning. Yeah. They're swooning. So he's probably getting to the point he's just a little on the full of himself. <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah. Uh, pretty much, I don't I think I'm at Narcissism, on yeah, narcissism. Yeah, I think narcissism yeah. is kicking in a little bit. Because yeah. once you Absolutely. reach a, a certain level, you'll find that yourself, you, you kind of see what you've gotten accomplished and this is where you're almost great. When you achieve at a certain level um, in swimming, if you reach the Michael Phelps level of swimming, because I believe he's just about the most decorated male swimmer out there. I think you're right. And uh, Not certain. Don't quote us and don't boot us off yes. YouTube, please. It's all conjecture. Um, but when you've got when you're swimming at that type of a level you could get narcissistic about it or you can say this is an ability that i have trained up to and there has been people that have sacrificed to get me to where i'm at so it's not just this isn't just my ability it's our ability because those that have gotten me where i'm at um and that's that's kind of the where we got to find ourselves when we're talking about the abilities that God gives us. It's like right now, um, Josh was somewhat outspoken, but for the most of his childhood, he was pretty shy. So now you can't get him to shut up now. <laughs> to the point he's got his own broadcasting network and he's he's uh, doing shows. Hopefully, going to do it for a living. <laughs> yes. So, so Josh is trying to find his greatness, and you're trying to find your greatness. Jorge's trying to find his greatness. And me, hey, if I find it, glory be to the Lord. But we see here, we see the ability that he has. He has the ability to do something that none of us are going to be able to do. About the only way I'm taking a line is the way the animal activists would be upset. <laughs> um, it, I guess it would be... Uh, um, I think everybody at this table has the exact same idea as to how we would attack a lion. <laughs> exactly. And, and we're not using our hands, I'll tell no, you that. No, <laughs> I got a couple of lion 
yeah. items. I'll use like these. Yeah. yeah, line items. I like that. Line <laughs> items. Yes, line <laughs> items. You would get. You would put them in your site. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Let's just say it's not going to be an assault issue. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think it's interesting through here how he was walking along and he saw the carcass, or just like you mentioned too, he saw the beautiful wife he wanted to take. Um, it it kind of puts in perspective he's seeing these things and almost kind of you think of uh, the lust of the eyes. Yes, and, absolutely. Uh, and I really like what you said too. Sometimes when you have these covenants. Um, and you try to go above and beyond. Sometimes, God, that ends up burning you in the end. I think it's interesting through this whole passage that Samson's eyes kind of got him into trouble towards the end of the story. It's his eyes that he loses. Um, Absolutely. I'm not, again, don't quote me. That doesn't always happen. But No, 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 no. Um, but but that, literally, full circle. <laughs> literally uh, in the Beatitudes, Jesus says, if your right eye offends you, pluck, pluck it, it out. out. Yes, sir. So um, now, of course, if you've, watching the Ch- Chosen series, um, they portrayed that statement quite beautifully with Matthew. Uh, Matthew is um, a unique tax collector, to say the least, who is who is now a believer of Christ. But he said, you know, he said, if everyone were to pluck out the right eye, wouldn't there be like a, several generations of people with only one eye? And then sit back going, I'm like, all right. And he, he grasped the concept that, there's not many men that don't kind of notice notice a pretty lady or a pretty smell and have to take a second look. So, yes, we're we're all guilty of that. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, you go through and you think it's like, all right, by golly, I can, I can walk, I can talk. Jesus is on my side. And then you smell a perfume from your past and you turn around. And then you're like, I got to start all over again, Lord. <laughs> on the Lord's side. <laughs> I am victorious. Almost like great. Almost, almost, almost great. great. <laughs> but the beautiful thing is, is you yourself will not achieve at that level. And that's a rough part. That's, that's something hard to feel. It's like, as hard as I work, you're telling me I'm never going to be great. You won't be because in the end, Christ said, follow me. If you are my believer, I am your example. And if, as a believer, our example is Christ, then we basically got to say, I'm nobody, so he is somebody. And then we can see his greatness through us. Not our greatness, but his greatness. So, anyway, he's got his honey. He's giving it to his mom. He's giving it to his dad. They're preparing the wedding feast, and they bring in 30 guys to be his companions on this deal. And it just kind of seemed interesting that that they had to bring in 30 guys to be his friend and to be his best man or, you know, be part of the wedding party. And um, just kind of thinking on that, that's where we can find ourselves, we kind of get self-involved, and we can't keep friends. And, you know, I'm, I don't know about you guys how many friends you have that you declare best friends. And when I say best friends, I can say my dad has two friends that are probably his best friends. And they have been friends, well, just about as long as I've been alive. Um. 
several times a year. They'll head to Wisconsin. One of them lives up in the Wisconsin Hooper area of uh, of Michigan, and they'll do some fishing up there. They used to go up and ride snowmobiles um, through the winter. They don't do so much of the that anymore. But uh, just keeping an eye on time. I seen you. Oh yeah, it's all good. I, I got to <laughs> keep that check. I got to keep that in check because <laughs> I've got to bring this full circle. And I think I've I've about the time I. I it's not going to be an Indy 500. It'll be a short track race, but we're going to get there. But in the end, the the result still comes down to our almost being great, our almost greatness, almost great. But he posed the riddle, and the riddle was on the basis of the honey that was in the carcass of the lion. And once again, he has he has let his heart and his desire defeat him because in the end what takes place is the woman that he's looking to marry they run a feast seven days so he poses this riddle and uh came to pass samson uh uh let's see here and he said unto them out of the mouth of eater came forth meat and out of the strong came forth sweetness and they could not in three days expound the riddle. So they started, they had to go through, in order to figure out the riddle, they had to go to where his heart was. They went to his woman and said, and basically they threatened her life. They said, we're, we're going to burn your, your family's house down and you all in it. So find out what the riddle, what the answer to the riddle is. And so she pressed on him. And, you know, tears, tears of a woman. How many of us have fallen fallen to the tears of a woman? It's like, all right, honey, we're going to get this. We're going to figure it out. And, uh, well, unfortunately for him, his eyes and his heart have gotten him where he's at, and it's not been of the Lord, to say the least. So he's kind of went, she's come up to him. She wept before him and said thou dost not um dost hate me and love me not don't that sound like some arguments that some men have had i won't say any of us have had any art you know any any <laughs> any argument like that never yeah i love my i love my wife that, and that's important <laughs> yes good deal i I, <laughs> I believe we all love our wives <laughs> totally great <Get> <laughs> They are precious souls in our spirits. Hey, well, while we're talking about wives and, and how much we love them, uh, um, as of the airing of this broadcast, if, if, if anybody's watching on April 9th, that'll be uh, Laura and I's 18-year wedding anniversary tomorrow. Fantastic. Uh, for, oh, congratulations. Wow. So it's, it's a milestone, and it was no easy feat because I'm a slow learner. Yes. <laughs> how, how many years? How many years? Eighteen. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor's wrapping his head around that, uh, and she still loves me for some reason. How old are you? Thirty-eight. Yeah. Glory be to God. <sighs> Glory be to God <laughs> that she still loves me. <laughs> like I said, slow learner. <laughs> you. You were her. Me. Okay, good. <laughs> well, he must be doing something right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'd like to think he's had some 
some halfway decent examples. Um, I know Kim and I will be at 33 years oh, this wow. December. Congratulations. Thank you. How many, how many years for Grandma and Grandpa? Oh, good golly. They're over 50 now. Yeah. Uh, they're 53, 50, 53, 54, I think. 2020, I lost so many, so much in 2020 to 2022. <laughs> Stuck inside. <laughs> I'm yes. not married, but I've been with my woman for 20 years. That's a long time. I was 11 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost hitting 70. Wow. All righty. Well, now, like I said, they have found out the result of the riddle, and the, the whole deal was is if you can answer my riddle, I'll give you 30 pieces of raiment. And if you can't, then you've got to give me that same... 30 pieces of raiment. And like I said, they prodded her. She wept. And he gave in. And I don't know that he was smart enough to realize whether he was being played or not. And it could have been part of the Lord's plan. I don't know. Um, But nonetheless, he finds himself. They have figured out the riddle. And... uh, And he went through and killed 30 men to get those raiments. So it's pretty bad when your anger gets the best of you. And uh, you go through and you do something a little on the foolish side. And Question, question for you on that. Ask away. So there in chapter 14, verse 19, it says when he... Went to, before he went to kill those 30 men, said the yes. Spirit of the Lord came upon him. So I found myself wondering, well, why did God help him out with that one? You know what I mean? It was something he got himself into, but the Spirit of the Lord still kind of came upon him, I guess for the ultimate purpose of the story, but still. Eh. Um, I think in the end, the process had to take place. Everything that was leading up to what he needed to be doing. Um, so I guess in the end... I'm going to say it was the Lord's will. Does it really sound like it was? It's a little kind of concerning. They wouldn't have found it if they wouldn't have threatened his wife. So I think the, and I'm not condoning the killing, but it's it's kind of one of those deals. It's like, so you're willing to put, 30 people are putting are willing to put to death X number of people. So, all righty, if you're willing, then I'm willing to give you the example of it. So, you lose 30 people to to your sin. You have to live with those memories and consequences. Exactly, exactly. Absolutely. And uh, that's a whole other story for another day. Um, Definition of mass shooting and gang shooting. That's all I'm going to say. But, uh, yes. <laughs> that is a whole other episode. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it is It is interesting. It, it's uh, you, you see that the spirit of the Lord comes upon him. And it, it kind of leaves you, when you look at the whole, the whole deal of it, um, is in certain instances, 
why did the Spirit need to come upon him if he was already um, consecrated for that service? And it may be that it is, um, I don't want to say it's like an angels in the outfield type scenario, um, because that's not the case, um, because his, his strength came from the Lord, period. Now, whether there was a level of strength he had himself, but there was an added strength that the Lord gave in situations. Um, in that situation, it is... Um, It was needful for the time, but that is uh, that's something I would have to further look into. And um, I don't want to say my whole world has been rocked with one statement, but um, there are times in our life when, as believers, we're, we're given the ability to, to vocalize things that we didn't think we could vocalize. And yeah. that's when the Spirit is upon us. Um, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit is in you and abides with you and helps educate you and helps to bring things from, to your remembrance to uh, kind of keep you in line, so to speak. Not like a taskmaster or anything like that. But um, I think in the process of the judging, this is, this is the direction that the Lord had it to go. And I guess it's just kind of like you're here to do a job. Hello. Um, but once he gives them that and um, one of the guys ends up with his wife, so his action to fix that is he took 300 foxes, tied them together with, with uh, fire brands, brands and sent them out into the fields. He killed a thousand. Then he hooks up with Delilah, Samson and Delilah. And there's, uh, I'm sure there's a few industries that have taken advantage of that. But once again, Samson finds himself looking for love in all the wrong places. If you're consecrated to the Lord, you need to stay focused on what God has planned for you. And when you get away from that, that's when you really miss the mark your ability for greatness disappears when you when you step away from what god has planned for you um in the end his eyes were um, he was captured strictly because of the prodding of a woman that he loved and uh when you now you'd say it's all the woman's fault it's like no it was samson's fault just like in the garden it was the man's fault it wasn't it wasn't the woman; it was the man. And of course, she, the the man blamed God and the woman. The woman blamed the serpent. The serpent was just probably rolled over on his back, laughing at both the man and the woman. Yeah. Um, in that situation, but there is there is something to be said. They put out Samson's eyes. Well, Delilah convinced him to identify where his secret came from. And after some prodding, he finds she finds out, well, you cut my hair. And each time, each time that he told her how to, to bind him, 
so that the Philistines would be able to be successful over him. He kept stepping closer and closer to giving what he believed was his was his power, which may also lead into the notion of the statement that your strength, your power, your ability isn't yours, it's God's. So if, if uh, you're someone that can, um, well, put together a message that, that, that moves you because you see the truth in it and you see the power in it, and then you relate what is given to you to others. And there are people that say, that was powerful. I got something from that. Thank you. There was something that, I was, that I'm working through that that message I needed. And then that's, that's when you can see those statements, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. So the good thing is, is for you and I now, yes, the Spirit lies with us, but we've also got his word. The Bible will preach everything that, you, that needs to be said, and uh, we get to vocalize that. Delilah does find out his secret, and his hair is cut off. His power may lie, in essence, in his hair, um, only to a degree. I, I, I believe at any point in time, he could have had short hair, and I think God could have done, done the miracles and used Samson, even if Samson had short hair. But that needed to be um, what was signified by the Mosaic laws and what a Nazarite is. So in that consecration, realistically, I, I, I think if, if Samson would have, I think he'd have, he'd have probably been a pretty decent drunkard. He'd have been the life of the party. He'd be out there juggling the carts. <laughs> Um, but that, that was, that was the thing he needed to be, he needed to find his greatness. And that was something that he was not finding. And that was because he missed the mark. He missed the fact that he was set to do God's will. Now he ended better than he had ever done. They made sport of him. They were all in the Coliseum. They brought him out. They didn't realize his hair was starting to grow again. And he asked the Lord, he asked the young man that was there kind of holding and dragging him around, he said, just lean me up against the, the posts of the Colosseum. And he put his hands upon them. And this is the only time in Scripture there in chapter 16 that you see Samson actually pray to the Lord. And he received his greatest victory in praying to the Lord. And uh, and let's see here. Yeah, that touches back to the message from last week. Yeah. Prayer changes things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, in chapter 16, verse 28, um, well, let me read verse, 20, uh, verse 26. Let me go back to 26. And Samson said unto the lad that held him by the hand, Suffer me that I may feel the pillars whereupon the house standeth, that I may lean upon them. Now the house was full of men and women, and the lords of the Philistines were there. And there were upon the roof about 3,000 men and women, and beheld while Samson made sport. 
And Samson called unto the Lord, called unto the Lord. He made prayer to the Lord, excuse me there. O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray thee, only this once, O God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two uh, two middle pillars upon which he, the house stood and on which it was borne up of the one at his right hand and the other at his left. And Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might. And the house fell upon the lords and upon the people that were therein. So the dead which slew he slew at his death was uh, were more than they which he slew in his life. So what we see here, the only time he prays to the Lord is here at the end. It's We live our life by prayer and the supplication of the love that we give to the Lord. So if we really want to find ourselves great and not be almost great, is we've got to remember who who is great. There is um, Christ said, "There's why call me good? There's none good on earth. He was the only one on earth that could actually say he was good. Amen. And so knowing that, that he makes that statement. Um, but the greatest thing is, is when we take things to prayer, we find our greatest victories. We, we find ourselves in places that go far beyond what we can see or what we can do and what we can be. To find your greatness, find the Lord. Yeah. <clears throat> Samson gave up his life, but... Uh... He brought the house down. Yes, absolutely. He <laughs> did bring the house down. And uh, to say the least, I think that's what we all kind of strive for is to um, find that moment when you get to bring the house down. And, um, you know, there's been moments in my life where I've just felt like I've been close to bringing the house down, but I've never been able to bring it down. And uh, there are times in your life and it may be a job you're working at that you just seem successful at and you think I've I've um you reach a dollar figure and it's pretty bad when when you work at a place you put a dollar figure on success if x well takes care of my bills and gives me a little bit of money and I can take vacations I am successful and I think we all kind of find those places and the good Lord has a tendency to kind of say, no, that's not the direction. And he'll find interesting ways to kind of set you in place. For me, I thought I'd, I I felt like I'd finally got the recognition. Um, despite my my demeanor and my appearance, I've got a pretty good head on my shoulder. I, I think on my feet. I can think that sitting down also. But, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I had re- I had reached a point that I was like I've I've I'm there, and when I got there, all I had was headaches, and all my headaches was from what I was doing. Because I spent all my time trying to stay ahead of the game, and if I could stay ahead of the game, they would see that, and that would be success for me and success for them, because their profit was my profit, and I think that's one of the things that we kind of kind of forget it's like who gave me my ability the man upstairs so in the midst of my headaches and my turmoil 
that was lying between my ears, I had to finally, it finally got killed. Um, so, so the demon I had, I, I guess that'd be a good terminology. The demon I had was, was put to death because I had to start over. So my almost great moment would have been that. But the, the thing that is great is yet to come because I am given the opportunity like this and, and preaching at church and doing the other things that I do that I get to share what God has given to me. Um, I mean, I'm just about finished to study through the book of Revelation. Now, if there's a book you don't want to, not many people want to look in the book of Revelation. They're like, no, there's way too much going on there. There is a lot going on there. A lot of stones to turn. Yes, a lot of stones to turn. And um, I <clears throat> won't say I've done a, a deep study of Revelation, but we hit a lot of points, and we're, we're getting really close. We've already had, actually, this past Wednesday, we had the um, the bridegroom receiving his bride. So the church was married to Christ. Christ was on the white horse coming back to defeat the Antichrist and the false prophets. So so it was a really good day. We got to sit down for a wedding feast and then got to watch the fowls of the air eat eat of the uh, the enemies of the Lord there in chapter 19. So Good stuff. Well, for me, when it was coming come to something that was, that was almost great, I felt like it was almost great to, I mean, we're building this now, you know, with Louie and Alan, and but uh, you know, maybe we'll get there one of these days uh, and, and start paying this thing off without having to use our own pockets. Yeah. Um, but in the past, you know, as you know, Dad, I wanted to be a musician, and um, there was a time where um, I was getting some recognition uh, via the internet, and uh, a record company had reached out. Um, I was actually staying at your house at the time. It was just before I bought this house. I went to an evening uh, to meet up with a with a record label, a local record label. And uh, I, had, I had been through this song and dance before, but um, this record label was promising because I had some friends that was already on this record label, and I thought, oh, this will this will be, you know, I've started planning things in my head, like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to do this and this, and I'll tour, and I'll hop on with so-and-so and so-and-so, and um, I'll become this, you know, famous musician, and I'll, you know... I'll have it all, I'll make all the money I'll ever need and, and do this and that and the other. And I get sat down, we're, we're talking, and, and uh, the guy who was uh, coming to bring the contract and talking about every, all their offer and everything, uh, we got along just fine. Um, as, as a human being, I, I thought he was a great guy and everything, but um, once I started reading the offer, um, I didn't understand all the legal language, but I understood what uh, they call a 360 deal in the, in the music business. Mm-hmm. And essentially... I'll, I'll owe money right up front and I don't own the rights to my own image for quite a while. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I think I have to pass on this. And, um, I'm, I'm glad that I did. And I, I feel like I was, you know, maybe I, maybe if I had pursued that, maybe I would be a famous musician right now and maybe I'd be on a different platform or whatever. But I think, uh, God steered me in the right direction. Um, we got quite a few fo- phone calls from, from mom and, Laura, uh, that night, and because my phone was going off like crazy, like, hey, did you get it? Did you get it? Did you sign the deal? And, and that type of thing, or, you know, how's it going? And 
So I, I was, I was, I was almost too eager to just get home and go, no, I, I didn't, I wasn't going to, there was no way I was going to actually take that deal. Uh, when they say deal with the devil, um, I, I think they really do mean it when, when it comes to the, the music industry in particular or inter- anything in the entertainment industry. Yeah. Um, I can say that. So yeah, almost great for me. Uh, what about you too, Bell? You got a story where you use almost great? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's a, uh, uh, it's just a really small ministry. Uh, I tried to start uh, not too long ago. Uh, church I go to, Villa. There's a few different men's uh, ministries. So, kind of what have ha- what's happened over the years is uh, you know we've transitioned between a few different pastors. Um, over, I grew up at Villa, so I've been there 30 years. So over 30 years, we've gone through a few different pastors. Uh, but uh, we had a pretty solid men's ministry when uh, Kevin Willis was there, and uh, when he left it, you know we got a new pastor and there was a kind of a transition period where there wasn't anything. So a few different small little groups popped up. And, uh, at first I was kind of, you know, wondering why, you know, pastor wasn't really pushing this and things like that. But I talked to him and he said, I think it's kind of important that some of these groups pop up organically. And, uh, at the time I just kind of thought, you know, organic refers to groceries in the grocery <laughs> section. But, uh, I noticed that a few different groups popped up Sterling's group. Um, yeah. and, uh, there's a, f- a couple different ones. So I kind of started up a, a men's breakfast, and uh, we got a book, a curriculum. Um, Rick Warren, it was pretty good. We had a few guys going, but uh, in my mind, so there's a couple um, Wednesday mornings where I showed up, and I was like the only guy who showed up. There was nobody, and uh, I uh, felt pretty defeated, and I thought uh, I was doing something great. I'm like, God, you know, I'm, I'm here trying to do something good and get some men and some fellowship and things like that. Um, but <clears throat> for a while, I kind of caught myself focusing on numbers. Yeah. If there was two guys there, I wasn't as motivated as when there was like six or seven guys there and this and that. And uh, kind of back to what you said about the job, I, I had to ask myself, what is what is great? What is success in this? Um, if there's one guy there and he's we're really you know, vibing and, and getting to the word, that that's a success. Yeah. And uh, as I kind of pulled Taylor out of that scenario, um, I've actually even got – a little bit more into like Sterling's group and then I like Kevin King's group. Uh, and I've kind of realized that maybe there's other men that God have called to this specific ministry that I could maybe just go along and hop in with them and uh, maybe be a bystander and uh, be a part of their thing instead of be out there in the forefront and focus on numbers and me, me, me and Taylor. And uh, God's kind of humbled me um, in that experience. Uh, we're, we're going through Matthew at uh, church and uh, I heard some verses couple Sundays ago that really stuck out to me. You ever hear verses that you wish you didn't hear? You're like, these don't apply to me. This has nothing to do with me. Uh, it was in Matthew. It actually goes along uh, with what we're talking about tonight with greatness. Um, in chapter 23, verse 11, it says, uh, But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant, and whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. Uh, growing up, that sounded like the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It did not make sense. It was... Reverse psychology, but uh, the older I get uh, and the more experiences and scenarios God puts me through, that really even speaking out, sometimes I just got to slow myself down and take myself out of the situation and let God be great. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's learning that the older I get, I'm not as old as you yet, goodness gracious. <laughs> or you. <laughs> He's the youngest guy at the table. What is your age, Tebow? Just turned 31, 31, 31 years young. Baby. Still baby. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Baby. Good golly. 
I got more years of wedding underneath. Yeah, my he was at thirty three. I was like, goodness gracious. You check the back of his head for the soft spots still? Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I can completely concur with that because you kind of you get into um, you get into a mentality when you're trying to get something. You get so fired up for the Lord that you're like, I want I want this success. You get like tunnel vision. Yeah, and that and that falls to be a problem. And then with the verse you read, here's a harsh reality. Before Jesus went out to Gethsemane, what was one of the last things you saw him doing with the 12? Humbled himself. He humbled himself. Yep. Praying with him. He put on, took off his robe, put a towel around him, grabbed the water basin, and washed the disciples' feet. Yep. So... I mean, how great do we need to be? So when he says humbled, there's the ultimate example of humble. When you when you put on that servant servant's heart, when you think of a butler or a maid, if you hire a butler or a maid, how many people is in, in the home that they're necessarily worried about? Realistically, the only one that signs the paycheck is all they have to worry about. Yeah. So it's like what the master says goes. And so they're all, they're, they'll do the other things that they need to do, but it is what the master calls. And so that's, so when you kind of look at it that way, it's like, okay, what is the master saying about my ministry? Where, where is it going? Where, and there's times it's like, okay, Lord, it's yours. If I've got to step away and someone else steps in, that's fine. I just want to be with you and be with other believers at whatever capacity. And uh, I'm absolutely perfectly fine with breakfast, lunch, or dinner. So That's what I like about Tuesday nights with, with uh, Sterling's men's group is because that allows me to – because here I get, I'm a host and I'm running, running the show, but allows me to step back and go – this is Sterling's uh, running running the helm, and he's going to do it for the glory of God. And then we've got these uh, these other men that are coming in, they're contributing, and they're all talking about um, portions of the Bible, understanding it, bringing it into our lives. And so I, I really appreciate that group as many times as we can meet up. Uh, Sterling, I, I want to say that from the bottom of my heart. Uh, try not to tear up a little bit because it, it is it is great to get together on Tuesday nights and and have have those men of the Lord uh, all coming together and 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 they're all different walk parts of their walk too so yeah. we're all kind of bouncing off of each other like well you know i'm you know, i'm just starting out or I, i'm i'm here and so it's really really cool and, and i can't wait for louis will be get to come to one of those uh, soon enough because I've, I've invited him to come out and uh, so i'm gonna let you know that too uh now louis uh does there happen to be a story you have that uh, you were almost great like maybe you almost got there well well i thought it was almost great is when i started working for robert de niro I worked for him as a superintendent. But from there, in that building, I met a lot of producers. I met Chad. I met the Hutland brothers. I met Henry Winkers. They were producers. I talked to uh, the the Hutland brothers, and they got me in a few movies. They got me into The Distinguished Gentleman with Eddie Murphy. They got me into Bronx Tale. Not big parts, just extras, you know, and 
I did a few others. But then I was struck down by um, heart attack. And um, I went, got my triple bypass and this and that. And I lost that job and that greatness because I thought I was going to be somebody big, you know. Yeah. But when I got, got that heart attack, Robert De Niro had to let me go because there was no insurance for people with heart attacks, you know, heart victims. They didn't have no insurance for that. So he had to let me go. So I I lost that. I lost the jobs. I couldn't go no more to those um, movies and be in the extras. And I, I went home and I cried a little bit and this and that, but... My greatness was my woman. She stood by me, told me that I could do a lot better, and, you know, you don't need that. It probably wasn't for you. And my greatness was being with her because I changed because I was yeah. bad with my first wife, you know, and I treated her bad and this and that, and I lost her. But with this one, she stuck by me and and... Made me change and become better, and um, I saw God, and I became great. Yeah, certainly. Beautiful. We talked about it last week, uh, Dad, to catch you up on a, uh, well, and T-Bell here, he, you guys didn't get to hear it, but uh, right here in the living room not too long ago, um, Louis accepted the Lord as Jesus Christ. Amen. Right. Awesome, man. That's and good to hear. It was like I, I when I explained last week. It was just one of the most moving experiences of my life, just from the outside. Because I mean, it, yeah. not only was it happening in my living room, because I had talked about like in the past where I've been there for a lot of people accepting the Lord, and I believe that they were sincere. Yeah. But to watch, um, I, I could I could physically feel the weight of all the things that had been holding Louis back yeah. and down. I, I felt it just come right off of him. Uh, I it, when the, when that scripture comes across as my burden is light my yoke is easy. Yes, I felt that 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 day that Louis really understood that one right. My burden is light my yoke is easy because he goes wow I feel so much lighter. Remember that? Yes. And I thought how great is this? How great is this? So that was that was a really cool moment and and yeah so it went from almost great to actually very great. great. Yeah. yeah. Seeing the greatness of the Lord. Well, get to that point. That's a beautiful thing. It's always cool to hear about older people come to the knowledge of the Lord. Not that young people are any less important, but uh, when someone comes to the Lord older in their life, it's almost kind of like you being a grown man. My grandpa got saved when he was uh, 71. And it's it's interesting to hear a grown man admit that they've been living their life the wrong way and to change. I mean, you know, growing up in church, you, you do things because you're supposed to do them. Yeah. But to forsake years of living and say, hey, this was wrong. I want to change and do it the right way. I mean, that's it takes a lot. It's a, the realization of a grown man. It's pretty cool. It's Truly humbling. Yes, yes. Yeah. Good words, yeah. <laughs> hey, you brought it up, man. <laughs> cool to hear, man. Awesome. Yes. Praying for my you. life a lot. I used to be real bad. I didn't believe in God back then, and and now I do. And he changed my life. He made it better tell you the truth. And once I started believing in him, my life has changed. It's a lot better. 
It's not completely perfect, but it's a lot better than what it was. It's like a construction zone. Yeah. Always under work, always yeah. getting better, moving the right direction. With the Building up slowly. But there's still caution cones. I can do all things, right? Mm-hmm. I can do all things. And I think, was that Peter that said that? Is that Peter? Um, I believe that's Peter. It says I can do all things through him. Is it Paul's letter? Paul's letter to the. Is that Paul? Yeah, I think Paul, it's Paul. Paul to the Corinthians. Okay, so uh, yeah, um, but to, to go on that, you know, uh, yeah, because he he says I can do all things through him. Through Christ who strengthens me. Christ, through, through Christ who strengthens me. So he's not talking about like I can necessarily just walk over this mountain, but I think he, everything that you go through, right? So even in the hills and the val- uh, through the hills and the valleys, all all the hardships, like I I feel like. Um, I have a, there's a hardship that I'm going through in my life right now. And I've, I've, I let myself get stre- so stressed about it um, that I actually took a day off of work this week. Cause I, was, I just stressed myself out so bad that I made my stomach sick. And um, I didn't, I didn't humble myself before God. And so I had to have that uh, an entire sleepless night, Tuesday night where I just like uh, prayed and just like you, you know, a little bit, a little bit of tears and had to like say, Lord, this is what I'm dealing with. Take it from me, and and uh, you know that next day, he was like, "Okay, you're you're gonna you can do all of this. You can handle all this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the strength to do it." And and when he when he did that, uh, and it, my my whole, my entire perspective of my work week changed. Um, and I think my coworkers could probably attest to that. If if any of them were here, they would say, "Yeah, you could watch from from Monday uh, over to Wednesday." Josh is a completely different <laughs> demeanor of how he treated his week. So um, to go along with that, you talked about like all the things that you used to do and used to go through and maybe you go through just the hardest time as times now, but because you've got Christ in your heart and faith in God, all those things don't seem as hard because his, his burden is light and his yoke is easy and he's showing you the way. That's Philippians chapter four, verse uh, 13. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. But now, to really kind of catch a little bit on that, uh, let's see here. I know both how to be abased, and I know how to abound everywhere, and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. So Paul is saying, I've... Yeah, Paul. He he identifies to the Philippian church. You know, I've I've been on top of the mountain and I've been in the valley, so I've I've been to all places. But the thing that he he lets them know is the answer to that. He says, "I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me." Notwithstanding, ye have well done that ye did communicate with me, or with my affliction. So. Knowing the things, knowing where we are, where we're going, where we're looking to go. We all kind of, um, when we come to the realization, we, we, pull, we pull single scriptures and we, we give great meaning to them. But in the end, every now and then you've got to see the verse that's ahead of it and the verse that's after it to get the total picture. You can do all things, but you also got to remember there's times you're going to be on top of the mountain and life is going to be good. You're going to feel great. It's like, this is the best day ever. And then you turn around and the Lord seems 
seems to allow you to go through two or three days that you're just like, Lord, have you left me? No, Lord hadn't left you. Lord is giving you strength and opportunity to grow, just like being on the potter's wheel, and that's one of the things that we we had looked at in a past episode. He's going to mold you and create you into the creation that he he sees that you are. The, the master potter has already got in his mind what your best you, best you is. And it just sometimes, for some of us, it takes a while. Yeah, like and, I said, uh, I'm a slow learner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's beautiful to get into the Word like that and, and to see the things. Um, you know, that's why me and Peter get along so great. We're both fishermen, and we're both stubborn-headed. And Throw your net over the other side of the boat. Yes, come on, other side. <laughs> the water looks good here. <laughs> if I'm not catching on that side of the boat, there's no reason I'm going to catch anything on the other side. That's a fisherman's mind, isn't yes. it? Yes. We've been out all night long, and you want me to go back out? All right, okay. Um, no, yep. but, yeah, no, it's uh, that's, that's kind of how that works. And I think that's the problem with our society today. We... We've kind of lost sight of the of what truly makes a man great, and um, I think a good person that kind of well a family that I guess falls into that category is is our elected official that is in the White House and his yeah. family. There's 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 questions there to their greatness. So what have you got on that there, Josh? Most, most popular president of all time. You know, 80, 81 million votes, more votes than Barack Obama. You know, uh, most secure election ever. Am I, am I right there, guys? Is that where we're at? <sighs> that's, that's what they called it. Yeah. Uh, but, so our first story comes from the, uh, the Bongino Report. Um, I, uh, by the way, do, do your own research, but if you don't believe me, you go, go to Bongino Report. That's one of the, my favorite sources to go back to. A lot of articles and in, in, in all in one place. So I, I want to thank Don, Dan Bongino for always uh, um, uh, having his team work uh, tirelessly to, to get these articles out so that we can have references. Um, but uh, our first article this week from Bongino Report is uh, Hunter Biden grand jury witness asked to identify, quote, the big guy. Um, uh, the identity of the infamous big guy, quote, uh, from... Uh, emails of Hunter Biden's business associates was under question at a grand jury hearing. In a 2017 deal, Hunter Biden business partner Tony Bobolinsky incorporated uh, Sinohawk Holdings LLC, which was seeded with $10 million in Chinese money from China. China. Uh, to buy up projects in the U.S. and around the world in, quote, in, a, in global and or domestic infrastructure, energy, financial services, and other strategic sectors. End quote. Part of the proposed equity split uh, named, quote, uh, 10% held by H for the big guy. End quote. Held by H. Hmm. Uh, well, it'd have to be Hunter, right? I mean, if we're going by process of elimination, there's only three people in this equation, potentially. Yeah. Um, Tony Bobolinsky, right? Yes. Uh, Hunter, he's his business partner, so I, I don't think that unless he knows another guy or, or gal uh, or otherwise uh, with the first letter in their name is H. Um, uh, and then actually, I think the big Hunter guy. is his middle name. I think his first name is James, ain't it? James. Yeah, yeah. his first name is James, so. but he goes by Hunter, so yeah. 
Um, that I think then it would have been held by he, Jay for the big guy. He's yeah. been hunting the big deal. Right. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> okay. So Bob Walensky would reveal three years later then, uh, then uh, qu- uh, quote, there is no question that the big guy, end quote, is Joe Biden, uh, who, who previously publicly denied knowledge of his son's business affairs, okay. uh, a point of fact uh, contradicted by Bob Walensky, and now insists that there weren't uh, that they weren't illegal. Um, there is currently a federal investigation into Hunter's business practices that the mainstream media is finally admitting uh, is, quote, uh, broader than previously known and is exploring whether Hunter and his <laughs> right business partners uh, violated tax, money laundering, and foreign lobbying laws. Wow. Sounds like a lot. This uh, Bobolinsky? Bobolinsky, Tony Bobolinsky. Yes. Why does that name sound so familiar? Oh, wasn't he the whistleblower, what, two years ago? Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's what this is referring to, yeah. Yeah, okay. And the mainstream media said he's just a joker? Yeah, essentially. Uh, laughed him to scorn? He was on, he was on um, Tucker Carlson, uh, as a matter of fact, using that, that platform on, on Fox News. Um, oh. But... So he was using that the the other yeah. network, a truly reliable source, as opposed to not fake news. Yeah. No, not fake news, no. not at all. Um, so who do we think? Who do we think is the big guy, Louis? Who do we think is the big guy? I don't know, but I I know that it was a family affair. Oh, between um, Hunter, his father, and the uncle. I heard was involved mm. too. His uncle too. Huh? Yes. yes, that was. Uh, that was. I think so you think it's a possibility that the that the uncle could be the big guy? It's a possibility, or maybe I, I, maybe I, it was biting. You yeah, never maybe know. no. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll see what this investigation uncovers, right? Um, I think it's already uncovered what it needs to uncover. They're just well, now releasing the information and the details. Of course, but this begs the question: Do we think? Th- do we think that this is grounds for impeachment? <laughs> Does, does impeachment still exist? Are we can, can we impeach anybody anymore? You, you sure can. Well, especially if they do something I don't know is um, called treason. Because I mean, if you're doing foreign affairs with with China, you know, and um, you're you're doing these business deals, it's not just your son; it's it's you. You're using your name as as a what then senator, right? Um, yeah. Well, and candidate because a lot oh, of the yeah. Ukraine stuff went through with. Biden, I believe, as VP. As, uh, yeah. And then a lot of those. It was dealings. during his time as vice president, not yeah. necessarily saying that he's the big guy because we don't we haven't had that from the. <laughs> Which for those deep conspiracy theorists, is the war about land, or is it about hiding the information? It's all about the money. <laughs> Follow the rich white guy. Follow the rich white guy. Rush hour. Yes. 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 I, I'm glad somebody else at the table knew that one right oh off the yes. bat. I, I, I work in construction. I work with a lot of Latinos, and I tell them that, that all the time. I was like, follow the rich white guy. They're like, what? Follow the rich? I was like, who writes your checks? I'm like, oh. <laughs> He's not at this table, I tell you. Oh. <laughs> Might be a couple white guys here, but they ain't rich. Uh, uh, speaking of uh, rich people. Uh, there was a guy named Elon Musk. I don't know if anybody here has heard of him. Yeah. Oh, man, he's he's got ties to. Didn't he try to do a ultimate la- uh, uh, 
SUV that was bulletproof. Oh, the Cybertruck. Yeah, that, yeah the, that's still yet to be in production. But um, okay. and I actually watched a video on that yesterday. It's, it's actually it's it's actually a pretty neat looking truck. Uh, I want I want to see what it looks like when it, when it finally gets into production. Because how do they uh, define it as a truck? Because I didn't see a truck bed. It, it does. It does have a truck bed. It, it okay. looks like a truck. Okay. Yeah. You, you can haul a couple bags of mulch in it. It's got okay. a six foot bed. Alrighty. Yeah. All right. it's, it, looks it never has to be like made. A pickup okay. truck. Yeah. yeah. Alrighty. Yeah, it's a short bed. Okay, so this is a different model. It's not the model that he threw the brick at. (laughs) (laughs) So that was a prototype, and yeah, and that that was unfortunate for him. But Tesla, uh, the 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 car company that he um, is not necessarily being ousted from or anything like that, but just kind of stepping away from uh, as as CEO. um, That's that's to jump into Twitter. Hmm. (laughs) Electric car industry that also dabbles in. Aren't they creating rockets to go to outer space, or is that someone else? SpaceX. So he's also got that that company as well, and so he's still got a hold of that. Um, So this guy's this guy's raking in the cash. He's Um, rich. Yeah, he's rich uh, financially, and uh, he's a pretty cool dude in my book. I I I wouldn't be too far fetched for him to throw on an iron suit and start going fighting uh, guys (laughs) over in the Middle East. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. But um, recently, uh, and in the Daily Wire will will tell you. he bought nine percent, the controlling interest of Twitter, and mm-hmm. so um, He's on due the to that, of directors. yeah, and and someone who's got a very big presence on on Twitter when they aren't even curbing him, uh, famous actor James Woods offers two powerful suggestions for Elon Musk to change Twitter. So because uh, Elon Musk is now on the board of Twitter, um, so it says on on Tuesday, cons- uh, conservative actor James Woods wasted no time in offering. Um, Salient suggestions for Elon Musk after Musk had tweeted that he was, quote, looking forward to making significant improvements to Twitter in coming months. Uh, Woods tweeted, uh, Dear Elon Musk, welcome to Twitter. I join millions of users in hoping your presence will restore integrity to this once valuable forum. Two thoughts. One, remove all politically motivated algorithms from the site. Two, make people have to use their real identities to end abuse. Journey is just having a blast. She's going up and down the stairs. So that's what all that crashing and banging is. That's just another fat checker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess she was, wasn't she? No, um, I'm talking about Musk. Yeah. Oh. He's another, just another fat checker. You think so? Going on Twitter, yeah. So some of the things he said has is, is made me think that he's uh, he's secretly based. I think he, I think he's secretly based. I think he's secretly uh, conservative. Well, I think we'll he, see I, what happens because he also, he, he could go conservative he could go Democrat. He goes to well, Republican. He moved from California to Texas. That tells me he's. I mean, you know, I know he got the electric car going, but tax and, purposes. But yeah, um, and I think that there were other things too. But because he was like, uh, forget California. Well, if he buys a sports team, we've got issues. <laughs> and there's a whole other story of tax-related issues in <laughs> the depreciation of the facilities are all listed as tax breaks. So just keep that in mind. And that's, you can research that and enjoy that later. As but I'm sure everyone at this table would agree tax is theft. Yes, yeah. but um, I would <laughs> love to have one of those trucks. Bulletproof. Yeah, yeah. He said, yeah, he said, well, he said bullet resistant. It, yeah. He wanted, he, he'd like for it to be bulletproof. But it, Close to I think it. I think he said it was stainless steel on the outside of those trucks. Yeah. yeah. Did something, T-Bell? A lot of things are bullet resistant. Bulletproof is... It's a whole other yeah. thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Jesus is bulletproof. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> is bulletproof. 
Um, now it, it uh, very well could be that Jesus will allow you to to survive a bullet shot that you probably should die from. That doesn't make you bulletproof. It just makes you uh, uh, blessed of the Lord for that moment. Um, but some thought with, Reagan, with, Reagan might have been bulletproof. I don't know because <laughs> he got hey. he got around a few. Hey. Well, now if I recall, I believe he. He took one somewhere around the armpit, unless that was one of his uh, um, service agents. One of them, the took, one that jumped out in front of him. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, some someone took a bullet to the uh, to the armpit and survived. So, I guess he had the right guard going on. Yeah. <laughs> Man, now that is a joke of the ages. Dad, there. Where was Dad the buttons on that one, Sterling? Dad, Dad joke of the year. There we go. Yes. <laughs> that man must have been very brave to do something like that. Yeah. Give right. his life up for, to save the president. Mm-hmm. Well, the Serving his country. Bible says, man, no, no greater love than a man lay his life down for his friend. So uh, I believe it's, it's kind of a, a state for the people. And I think that's probably one of the biggest problems with society today is we don't know how to do that anymore. No. But... Um, with when it comes to Twitter, it is a confusing cycle. Um, I guess that is where my age takes over. Yeah. I, I don't go through and do a <laughs> well, whole lot on Twitter. Um, I, I see the great dance moves. Oh, Alan gets after me for talking about this TikTok generation. He was no, like, TikTok, back in my day. TikTok, so he, Twitter, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I like it, tell you the truth. <laughs> all they're ticking and talking. Ticking and talking and ticking and talking. Um, and the twitting. Pretty good. But uh, yeah, no, I, I have a correction to make for myself real quick before before we move on. Um, it's nine point two percent that he bought as a stakeholder in Twitter. Okay. So and tw- it's Twitter Inc. Twitter uh, Inc. So uh, Twitter's uh, CEO Parag Agrawal announced Twitter would appoint Musk to the company's board of directors. Uh, Musk, who in late March uh, asked his followers to vote in uh, in a poll about free speech and Twitter's adherence to it, replied that he was. Looking forward to making significant improvements to Twitter in coming months. So, um, if he were to make improvements, do you think that James Woods is on a on a good uh, trajectory there on, on on ideas for a platform like Twitter, where it's pretty much just say what you say and then disappear behind the the photo of an egg, or do you think it should be your name and your face and um, you're putting it out there, what you're putting out there? You, at some point, you have to stand on what you're saying. You you can't back down from it. You can, um, if you're in the wrong, you can apologize or not say it. But in the end, it still comes down to the simple fact, Twitter was set up to do what for the world? What was its whole basis? It was supposed to be, you could say what you... I thought I thought it was say what you want within I think it was like the original character count might have been 150 characters originally that you could put up. so it's not not much maybe you know get a get a few sentences in very short sentences in so in other words roses um, are red violets are blue if you vote for me I'll be happy too <laughs> which is our political platform that I am standing on looking forward to your votes in 2024 <laughs> It's just crazy how it's, oh go ahead go ahead yeah. it's just crazy how it's evolved too so Twitter's to boost your opinions in 150 words and put it yeah. on a world platform opinions are like belly buttons mm-hmm. we all four have them yeah. 
just in the past, you know, I don't know how long Twitter's been around, 15, less than 10, 15 years. When did people start caring so much? We've always had opinions for thousands and thousands of years, but now we get so bent out of shape and we're cleaving to what other people's opinions are to a point where it affects how we act and dress and follow sports. And it, yeah. it's, it's, just, it, it's just grown into something stupid. Yeah, and I, I think that's that's probably one of the biggest problems is is we have lost simple sight of simple reality. Um, and, I mean, hey, you've been around a minute or two longer than I have. What you got on that? Well, me, I don't trust in the man. I don't believe in him. And Talk about Elon. Yeah, and um, he's kind of learned that he can't make up his mind who he wants to be, political, um, Republican, Democrat. He could change at any time. And a man like that, that is not devoted to one party, can't be trusted because he could change on you at any time. You know, that's the way I put it. You're saying he's fickled. Yes. Yeah. And uh, he has he has shown a little bit of that in the past. I, I've noticed him as an individual. He's He's been a little bit fickled in, in what, what his decisions can I've be. I've seen him well, give money to the Republicans, and I've seen him give money to the Democrats. I mean, that's what lobbyists do, right? To, in order to get the legislation you want, that's, that's playing the game. I mean, even yeah. our... Our last when president rich, did that when he was. <laughs> yeah, when you, when you're rich, <laughs> there's the there's a game that has to be played to to work to your profit. Um, now, is that necessarily fair? Not necessarily, but I also see that the political um, spectrum. The plays, system is the system. Play, plays the same game, you know, whether it's a conservative, a libertarian, a, a independent, a Republican, a Democrat. Um, there's there's a game to be played. If you're going to be up there, you've got a plan. And you may start out where you want to be. It doesn't mean that your destination is where you started. And I, I think um, I can see where someone can change. There's, um, I'll, I'll say, at least three of the people at the table voted for Donald Trump. Yes, I I think, uh, I think everybody at this table okay, this well, week. I, I wasn't 100% <laughs> certain if the li- libertarian did. <laughs> Constitutionalist. <laughs> um, yes, and I completely agree with that because I, I, I'm i at a state, um, I can't really say that I trust a Republican as much as I can trust a, a Democrat or a libertarian or you know someone that wants to claim one the way. Um, the whole notion is 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 comes back to the facet of what this country was all about. We was trying to get away from tyranny, yeah, and we had a strong value for country, God, yeah. country, and um, for those those Semper Fi fellows, the core and uh, Gunny Highway, you know, cannons come and yeah. take it, right? Yes, come and take it. Um, but um, so you have to go along with that the the decisions to to uh, follow a, you know a specific candidate or anything like that. Do, do your research, um, follow up yeah. with them. You know, find out not only what they're doing um, uh, so in the, in the voting booth, but want. 
But yeah. find out who they are, you know, get, you know, because their personal lives are out there for us to consume. We're going to find out who they are in all aspects of their life. Are they a person of faith? Because that's going to bleed over into everything. So if they're, if they're, if they're a man or woman of God, that's going to show in their politics as it should. It um, should. We, we've but talked now, about that in the past. Even, the, even with that, you've the got the purpose of this particular forum. Yeah. For you, you've got them up there that want to claim, I mean, uh, communion for Biden was, uh, was being, was made the news that the, the bishop wasn't going to, or the priest wasn't going to allow him to because his stand on abortion, which I believe all of us at this table are against that. And, um, Killing is killing, regardless of of what the age is. I've I've said my piece on that uh, quite a few times yeah. on this on this show, and I, I think Louis has uh, also uh, said his piece on it. But um, when it comes to conservatives, uh, I'll say this: um, this guy's uh, on a, on a proving ground. This uh, in this next article, the, the Washington Free Beacon came out with a story this week that I I had I had to hit up Louis. Um, just the night before we, you know, we're here taping, and that's what ended up in our, in our show notes to come up because this Washington Free Beacon story, um, it, it blew my. If I had a wig, it would have blown off because <laughs> <laughs> it's a, you know, a Texas Governor Greg Abbott plans to transport illegal immigrants to Washington D.C. So, uh, in response to the Biden administration decision to end Title 42, Texas Governor Greg Abbott, Republican, uh, said he will institute a voluntary program to transport illegal immigrants to Washington, D.C. Abbott announced the initiative uh, at a Wednesday press conference saying the, the, the migrants will be better served in the nation's capital. Right? I mean, why wouldn't, why wouldn't they be? That's where all the politicians are, right? Exactly. Uh, where President, uh, well, former Vice President Joe Biden uh, will be able to more immediately address the needs of the people that they are allowing to come across the border. Uh, only those uh, already processed to the Department of Homeland Security will be considered. Uh, the Trump administration uh, uh, levied Title 42 as a public health measure during the pandemic, allowing uh, for the swift removal of migrants illegally crossing the southern border. Despite having made uh, use of it more than a year, uh, the Biden administration will end the policy May 23rd. A majority of the voters have uh, opposed the move, making it um, the least popular decision in Biden's presidency, amongst others. Um, Customs and Border uh, Protection uh, apprehended 1.6 million migrants in 2021. Officials expect that the number uh, this year will hit 2.3 million. Um, at the West Wednesday press conference, Abbott uh, announced more rigorous safety inspections to uh, to root out human smuggling operations, human trafficking. Um, Texas will also uh, place boats and barbed wire at the Rio Grande to limit migrant crossings. Yes, Louis. I'm glad that they, Texas may, um, mayor is doing that, or governor, whatever he is, governor. is doing that. I don't know if he could really do it legally. but He's doing it. But I, I but think that's I legal. I mean, they are, they are in essence venting them and processing them through, and then sending them. They're they're going yeah, to a yeah. building. They're being going processed through the building, and then taken to the airport and sent wherever they well, want to go. They're going go on buses, actually. So, but uh, you know, well, the news if, report on. Uh, did, did you have another there, source? There was there? a news report showing them, and I believe it was on. It was either Tucker or Hannity. Um, I'm not sure of the date, 
Okay, well, because from from this news source, like I said, yeah, this is just from on. last night. Um, they talked about it talks about buses, so uh, buses uh, from from Texas after they've been processed through the you know the, yeah. the pro- that proper process. You know, they apprehended, they're processed, and then sent to Washington D.C. in buses. Uh, and I have to imagine, Louis, if you, if, he's a, if if the the nation is asking that question of Abbott, he's he's probably thinking uh, that he's going to step in like the mask and say, "Somebody stop me." Right. <laughs> Jim Carrey action. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wonder what that kissing, loving Biden is going to do when they do send him down there. Where he's going to put him at? He's got plenty of land out there in Washington that he could probably build another cage. You know. Who built the cages, Joe? Who and, built uh, the cages? But <laughs> Pep, they, the news people, question. Peppermint Patty. That's Jen Psaki. About that they're going to do that. And she said she don't think that's legal. <laughs> well, tell her to I'm let us know what that law is. Right. So that we can skirt around it. <laughs> well, at this point in time, I, I think we've got so many things going wrong in this country. And yes, we are the best melting pot but there has to be a right way to do things yeah there has and, to be a process and this, and it does need reform i will say that uh, um to someone getting coming here and from a foreign country and, and and the green card is and and in the h1b1 status and i used to work at a license branch and i could say this there's nothing more convoluted than our, our immigration system um and, uh, and and there's a lot of corruption in that immigration system too um I don't doubt that. And so, if if we could get a real reform, like this is the track. So let's merit. I say, I like I like what Trump said. Let's make it merit based, right? So if you have something that this country can use, yes. Even if that's picking fruit, at least you can say this is what I'm good at. You know. Yeah. This is what I do, because that's what you know. Biden believes that all immigrants uh, coming up from the border are, are only good at picking fruit. But hey, let's say that that's what you're a master at. You're a master at picking fruit. You put that on your application and say, yeah, I could do this. And not only can I do that, but I can supervise others while they do it. <laughs> yeah. um, and leave it to be merit-based so that, you know, it, hey, maybe I'm pursuing a doctorate and I'd like to go to school here. And while I'm there, I want to, you know, but streamline that process so that the ones who are truly here to uh, become productive members of society, productive citizens in the end, those are the ones we want. And, and if you don't want to be that, um, and well, you can be here on pleasure too, if you want to just visit, but, uh, if not, uh, bye Felicia. Right. Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah. <laughs> and then those immigrants. Right back home with Karen. <laughs> those immigrants, um, Biden is giving them phones. Now it's the Biden phones instead <laughs> of the Obama, Obama phones. phones yeah. <laughs> Money and food stamps, mm. but they suffering over there. Yeah. You know, and he's got to do something because these people are suffering. They're getting sick. They got covert, a lot of them, as I hear. Are they taking care of them and giving them shots and, you know, helping them out in that situation? Because they're busting him to different countries. So they're probably passing the COVID all over again. Who knows? Could be. Potentially possible. Could be a super spreader like Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> mm. All over. All over. All over. She was standing right next to, I can't believe that. So 
So, you know, if she'd only been wearing a mask in that salon, maybe she wouldn't have, you know, initially picked it up <laughs> there when she got her blowout done. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe when she was standing next to the president during the, I think it was the state dinner this week, was it? Yes. So it was, yes. So she, she was standing right next to the president. Yeah. Now, a bunch well, of other people, too. Now, Just not only the president. Even being oh. fully vaccinated and, 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 and boosted or whatever. Um, from what I understand, that doesn't protect, doesn't protect you, especially if you're elderly. No, and no, I, no. I know that our, our former vice president, uh, Joe Biden, he's very vulnerable. Yeah, absolutely. He's very vulnerable. He's, he's at an a increased age. But now, um, according to... Not in the greatest of health. According to Peppermint Patty, as you called her, <laughs> Jen Psaki, uh, the CDC said that he was never in close proximity there's a picture of her standing right next to them. Yes. Next, right well, next to him. Yes. I said, not, not only that. We have the internet. Just so you know. <laughs> we, we've, uh, there is, I mean, she gave, they had a, a France-type kiss on the cheek. Now, Biden probably went in for a little bit more. I don't know. <laughs> he probably smelled the hair. <laughs> he smelled the hair. <laughs> Where are we? Where are we? <laughs> what are we and, doing? You know, same, same with uh, Obama actually kissed his hand also so she paid homage to to the well he he would be vulnerable as well yeah his he's not a, he's not a spring chicken anymore either no no, no. But, so no i've i did not see that that there was any social distancing at all and uh, they should have been mindful of that they should have had their masks on really yeah should have should have had their masks on cuz they're so effective to at least protect other people from their breath Nothing else. <laughs> yeah, it, it just makes common sense. Yeah, I can't see Nancy Pelosi head. That's my Tony Fauci, by the way. It just uh, she drinks a lot. She probably had alcohol. Oh yeah, <laughs> vodka, bourbon, brandy. That's uh, that's our opinion, anyway. That's, that's why she did this. Oh <laughs> yes, L- Louis. What what did she do with the State of the Union? What she looked like? Tell us. She looked like. Uh, Raccoon. A raccoon. Yeah, you're right. At a campsite, getting ready to get some hot dogs yeah. or something. <laughs> Give me some of that popcorn, right? <laughs> or you could say mosquito. Yeah. Or, or uh, a fly, you know, after yeah. it lands, and sometimes they do that little yeah. that little move there. Well, she might have had the miniature AED out to take care of Biden. <laughs> That's a good but, one. Clear! <laughs> or maybe she, because she was rubbing her hands together pretty Pretty, pretty frequently, pretty fast. Uh, she was working on, on some friction because uh, Biden was talking about burn pits. Maybe she's a fan. When she was like, <laughs> when she was Biden talking, she was like this. But when Trump was talking, she was. So, you know, I felt her pain, though. So I've, I've been where she's been. I've, I've gone to give someone like a standing ovation before, and the crowd wasn't on board. And it was like three of us, you know, we get up, and then we look around, and then yeah. you slowly kind of. Go back, but you're still smiling. Just keep smiling. Keep composure. Yeah. You know. Well, regardless of that, I mean, she, I think she, as soon as she stood up, she heard him say "burn pits," and she's like, "But then she still had her hands already, so she was like, what do I do with my hands?' Uh, <laughs> burn pits. I'm a fan. Let me start one up here. <laughs> Nancy, make fire. Uh, so Alrighty. we're in gonna the, have to in, bring in this all end, to a close. So go ahead and bring end, us home, Dad. I, I'm I'm good with him doing what he needs to do. In the end. We had plans in place. The border needs to be closed. Um, but with that, let's close in prayer. Yes, sir. Blessed Heavenly Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor for the show tonight. Lord, we thank you for our friends here tonight, um, Louie and Taylor, that uh, we could come together and T-Bell. do this show. T-Bell, yes. 
I, I'm not hip and cool like the rest <laughs> of them. So, but nonetheless, it is just a beautiful thing to get together as brothers in Christ and to sit around the table and to kind of commune with you, Lord, and get into topics that are upon our heart and uh, upon the political spectrum. We just glorify you. Take us home safely. Let this just be a glorious show as people watch it, Lord. We ask all of this in Jesus' blessed and holy name. Amen. Amen. I've been your host, Joshua Cummins. Thank you for joining us. Uh, just to close out, we've got my dad uh, across the table here, host of More on the More, Gary Moore. Thank you for joining Absolutely. us, sir. Good to be here. Always a pleasure. Yes. He's joining us next week, too. He's going to bring the Easter uh, message, so be there for that. Yes, absolutely. Um, next to him, my good friend Louis Rodriguez. Be on the lookout for his new show coming up soon uh, in, in uh, well, maybe in a few months uh, or weeks. Let's As soon as we can get it together, Rodriguez rants. Louis Rodriguez, thank you for joining us, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, uh, to my left, uh, uh, a very good guest this week. Thank you for joining us, T-Bell. Thanks for having me. And, and I hear. hope you'll come back many, many times, sir. Yes, I just clicked the pin for the first time. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to get after you after the camera's off. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.